0: This is Philippe Janselmo, and you are listening to Talk To Me with
1: Joshua. Fucking Toomey, Josh Toomey. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Talk To Me. This is episode 210. The guest this week is Chris Sinzak of the Decibel Geek Podcast and the Rockin' Pod Expo 2019. So, uh, And Chris is already on the line, so let's go ahead and welcome him in. Chris, what's up, man? How you doing?
2: Great, man. Thanks for having me on again.
1: Oh, you know, anytime I can get you on, we tried to have you on on the live show last Thursday, which you can always hear talk to me live Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Uncontrolled Noise. But uh, man, if anything could go wrong on that episode, it went wrong, even including uh, the Chris sinzak interview. So to make up for that, I was having you on the show.
2: So it's the, now the uh, the lost tapes, right?
1: Yeah, I listened back to him. I was like, "Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna put this up online or not," but mm-hmm. I, it was good stuff. It was good getting my feet wet trying to do a live show. The, the cool part about it was, you know, you 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 feel like you're broadcasting to people, so whatever you say goes. Like with a podcast, I know you and Aaron can kind of like, you know, what I didn't really like that take. Let's edit that take, or let me start that over or something. But when you're live online or on on radio you got it you know you got to stick to what you just said
2: yeah that's why i don't do a live show <laughs> <laughs>
1: right nice no it was fun though i enjoyed it got to play some tunes and i got to uh spout off about a few things and i might i might release the tapes i don't know but uh but you know and this thursday night 8 p.m eastern you can also hear talk to me live more music more talk all the fun stuff Less, uh, less podcast. I don't know what that means, but, uh, but that's what I do on uncontrollednoise.com, 8 p.m. Eastern. So make sure to check that out. So, Chris is on to talk about Rock and Pod Expo 2019. And I think you can uh, announce a new, uh, a new podcast that just signed on.
2: Yeah, Rock and Metal Combat are coming back. No, I'm just kidding. Don't you um, have,
1: hey, wait a minute. With Rock and Metal Combat, don't you have to have a podcast to come to this?
2: oh that's mean no, they, <laughs> you got to check out that poison when they just did it's pretty funny um no no yeah they are coming back but but yeah as of today as of the time of this recording talk to me is coming back to nashville
1: yeah the uh, the birthplace of to nashville tennessee so it's always good to come home
2: yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be great to have you back and uh i know uh I'm look forward to the interviews you're going to churn out from that because you are one of the more prolific uh, interviewers on site whenever we do the expo. So I'm sure you're going to deliver some cool stuff again this year.
1: You've already got my money, Chris. You don't have to kiss my ass that much, but, uh, well, I am a fan. You know? <laughs> I think I, have probably gotten some of the more, the, the bigger headlines at the rock and pod expo, but, uh, every, you know, it's fun. It's fun to listen to everyone's, um, interviews, especially, you know, like when I've done an interview with somebody I want to hear what other people talked about with them and you're like wow I didn't even think about that that topic or whatnot and you go you go through so many emotions hearing other people talk about uh you know things with these artists and you know I'm going to hit them from a certain angle and you know uh uh, cobras and fire are going to do a certain thing and decibel geeks going to do a certain thing and and it's fun to hear like everybody else's interpretation of how they're going to interview the same people.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. It's some of the, the, the shows that are recorded on site are always fun to go back and listen to. You kind of get the fly on the wall thing, but it's always better if you're actually there. So please come this year.
1: Absolutely. So, so break it down once again, for everybody that didn't check out live on uh uncontrolled noise on Thursday, uh, what they're going to get and, uh, who's going to be there, what time, you know, where it's at all that good stuff.
2: Okay. So, um, I guess it's a two-day event, and technically, because we're we're doing it all on-site, it's Friday night, uh, Friday night, August 9th, and Saturday all day, August tenth. All of it's happening at the Nashville Airport Marriott. We've got a big Cumberland ballroom, and we've got some an extra ballroom, and then a third room. And I'll explain why we have all these rooms soon. Um, but Friday night will be the rock and roll, rock and pod pre-party, which will feature Lipstick Generation, Eight Ball, and then headlining is the Rock and Roll Residency, which features members of Ace Fraley and Gene Simmons Band, and um, if you haven't heard of them, they, they've gotten really big locally, and they it's basically 70s rock covers, and they've got a huge following here, and they're all, they're kind of known for special guests, famous people getting up and doing songs with them, and this will be no exception, and we're going to have some of the guests that are going to be there Saturday get up on stage and, and do a couple of songs with them, so it'll be a very unique show, kind of a one-of-a-kind one of show. Um, if you're a music podcaster and you want to come and you do the platinum package like Toomey did today, um, we're gonna have a rock and pod podcaster mixer before the pre-party concert. That'll actually be the first event that takes place, but it'll only be for registered podcasters. So um, it'll just be a good place to network, have some drinks, catch up with everybody because it's a lot, a lot of the we have a lot of returning shows this year so it'll be a good chance for everybody to have a drink unwind and uh, just get ready for the weekend. And then Saturday is the Rock and Pod Expo, which will start uh, 10 a.m. for early bird admission, and then 11 to the public. And we've got, like we always do, we've got you know dozens of podcasts will be on site recording all day. Um, we're also going to have we have a separate ballroom that we're going to use to do live podcasting sessions all day long, so people will get a chance to get up and get on a stage and, and record some stuff, do interviews, or do their and then um, also for podcasters, or if you're interested in doing a podcast, we have an education track that will take place in another room, which will have speakers and workshops basically telling you how to, how to start a podcast, how to do a video cast, how to build your following, how to get your social media in line, all the, all the nuts and bolts of things that you can start a show with and also to take it to the next level. And then inside the, the main ballroom, um, on stage panels all day with some of the celebrity guests, um, including you know, which will be moderated also by podcasters. And um, we'll also have uh, our, our mutual friend, Tom Hazart, who runs EMP Label Group, has an expo in Florida called the Playback Independent Expo. Well, he's going to do some Playback Independent Expo-sponsored music business panels at the main stage, which will feature some celebrities, too. So that'll be cool. And then, of course, if you're just a rock fan and you want to, um, you know, you can meet all these guests that are coming, I'll announce them in a second. But we're going to have vinyl vendors, memorabilia vendors. There's going to be exhibitors um, some gear companies are going to be bringing some cool stuff. We're going to have a ton of raffles and contests and stuff. We're even going to have some cosplay girls dressed up like rock stars, which will be kind of cool. Um, and then with the guests, uh, guests this year include the big the big names uh, is uh, Michael Sweet from Striper. He's kind of our headline guest this year. Uh, also, Jason Beeler from Saigon Kick. Erie Vaughn from Danzig. I'm so happy he's coming back. He was great last year. That's a
1: great get to get back. Yeah, he was fantastic.
2: Yeah. He's a super great guy. Um, Steven Chirou from Kick Tracy's returning. The, uh, all of Roxy Blue is going to come. Toby Wright is going to come back. I know you're you're in tight with Toby. You did a great interview with him.
1: <laughs> Two great um, ones, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Brian Forsythe from Kicks is going to make it out this year. Also, uh, Drew and Jim from Wildside, Rick Rule from Every Mother's Nightmare, Jack Gibson, the bass player for Exodus, is coming. So I'm excited to have him. Drew Fortier from Zen from Mars, Jeremy Barber from Green Jello. Stephen Todd Barnett from Pump Five, and then of course a whole host of people that I can't announce just yet because we're waiting on them to make sure tour- touring schedules are clear. Um, but yeah, some names that are definitely going to raise some eyebrows. And uh, well, one that I can—it uh, looks like I can announce today because he finally got back to me. Stud Anthony from Toratora Tora is going to be joining us. He'll be there a little later in the day. And also, nice. speaking of later in the day, um, the expo will wrap up around five thirty-six o'clock, and then at seven o'clock in the main ballroom. We're gonna do a an acoustic after party with some of the guests, and we'll have some of the guests doing two or three songs each. Jason Beeler is gonna be involved with that, also Roxy Blue and uh, some of the other guys. I'm I'm still working out the logistics of that, but um, that'll be really unique. Also, it'll it should be a lot of fun. And that's I mean that's pretty much the whole weekend. And of course, it's all happening at a hotel. So if you want to get if you the best thing to do is just get a hotel room for Friday and Saturday night. And you can stay on site all weekend and never miss anything and don't have to worry about driving or anything. There's plenty of bartenders that are going to be throughout the whole event space. So uh, Nashville Airport Marriott, just go to the Rockin' Pod, R-O-C-K, the letter N, P-O-D.com and click on Venue. And it's got a link right there that will take you to the uh, room reservation thing. And it's a, it's a better deal than you're going to find anywhere in Nashville.
1: And the one thing I do have to say, and I've I've done some con stuff, I've gone to some Comic-Cons and the Louisville Comic-Con, things like that. And, you know, you have to stand in line for your autograph and, and go to their booth and buy this and buy that to, to meet the guy. In all honesty, these rock stars that we've had the last two years are up walking around, talking to everybody. It's, it's not necessarily a con as much as it is a gathering of uh, friends, you know.
2: Yeah. And I mean, there will be a little bit of the, you know, certain celebrities are going to have their own table, but you know, Erie had his own table last year, but he was, he was, he talked to anybody, you know, it was, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a very relaxed atmosphere. So it's not like super uptight. Like a lot of conventions are where we're going to herd you in and out like cattle. It's not going to be that way. And most of the celebrities that come, they just love mingling with each other in the fans, So they end up staying pretty much all day. So it's, um it's really, and it, it's, Kind of a way of doing like a day-long meet and greet with a bunch of people you grew up listening to.
1: Yeah, year one I remember one of my uh the one of the guys, I didn't have him on my show my show exactly, but but I saw him talking to everybody. It was like gunner Nelson. He was out uh, he was so yeah. he was so excited to be there and to talk to everybody. It was so cool to see somebody like that that you saw growing up on MTV all the time and then to see him kind of wandering around and mingling and like just excited to be around a group of uh, you know, music music podcasters, music fans, and to see him interacting with everybody was great.
2: Yeah, he had a he had a great time. I've stayed in touch with, with his wife who kind of runs his social media and uh we're trying to get him to come back this year and possibly get Matthew to come also. It'd be good to have both of them if we could.
1: Gotta get him for that acoustic jam at the end of the night there.
2: <laughs> yeah. I want to hear some love and affection.
1: Love and affection. There you go. And uh, you, you've actually you've had other guys from Nelson. Uh, was uh, was Rick Fox in Nelson there for a minute?
2: No, nah, he was in Wasp.
1: Who who was the drummer of Nelson?
2: Oh, that was Bobby Rock.
1: Bobby Rock. There we go. Rick Fox. Bobby Rock. It's all the same.
2: No, it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Chris, I, I not only do I want to see you at Rock and Pod, which I know I will, and I can't wait to see it, and have everybody that listens to the show out to Rock and Pod. I also brought you on for your top five Metallica songs because yeah. that's going to bring the, that's going to bring the people in. That's going to bring the ladies in to this episode of the podcast to learn about the rock and pod. But I, I want to debate you on your top five Metallica songs. So you ready to do that.
2: Sure. And you know, these, I don't know if any of these are really controversial, but they're, they kind of represent just about every era. Of course I steered clear of load, reload, insane anger. There's none of that on here, but, um, but yeah, I and, mean, I've and got Lulu some new stuff. Lulu does not up. count. Uh, well, that, all five of my picks are from <laughs> Lulu, so I guess we're done. <laughs> well,
1: all right, there you go. <laughs> well, Chris, it was good to see you. Uh, I guess I will see you in August.
2: <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, okay, so you ready for my fi- number five?
1: Number five, Chris Sinzak, Metallica Tune. What do you got, Chris?
2: My number five is off the latest album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. It's Moth into Flame. <laughs> all right. I, this song, I mean, I, the whole album's really good. Well, most of it's really good. There's a few filler tracks on this one, but, uh, I, but I love this record and it's really held up. Well, I, I break it out probably once every couple of months and just see how it holds up. And it's just great. I mean, it's one of the best things they've done in, in years. And this song in particular, just the riff is just incredible. I love all the transitions in it. They just change it up so much and the playing's on just on point. I, I just, one of them, it's just one of my favorite Metallica songs. I've always liked it. What do you think of Moth into Flame?
1: I like Moth into Flame a lot. Uh, you know, I think did, you went and saw them recently too, right?
2: Yeah, where they had all the little lighted up drones.
1: Yeah, the little synchronized drones and all that stuff. And, I, and going into it, I was like, I don't really know if I like this song or not, but actually listening back to Hardwired, uh, you know, Moth into Flame and Spit Out of the Bone are probably my two favorite songs on that whole album.
2: Yeah, and, and Spit Out the Bone didn't really grab me at first, but it's become probably my second favorite song on the album. It's just it's it's awesome. You know, I just and I, I was I posted about earlier, Now That We're Dead is is a great, great track too. Absolutely. Um and yeah. the the, little dru- the drum circle thing they do during the show is really cool too.
1: Yeah, Spit Out the Bone when it first the, the first listen through I was like holy shit Metallica's back, you know, when I heard Spit Out the Bone so uh so yeah, first listen on that one. But uh, Moth into the Flame is a good track so uh so Chris X number 5 Metallica song and I'm going to assume that this is today only cuz tomorrow it will change with all as yeah. as with all Metallica fans. But uh Moth in the Flame Metallica
2: Deliberate too long over this because I knew it would. It, the longer it took, the harder it was going to get. So I just like, all right, pick five and be done with it. I do have a, l- a list of also rants too that I'll go over when we're done.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely um, do that after after number two. So what do you got for number four?
2: Number four from the Black album. I've got Through the Never. Nice. I'll take it. This is almost like you know you know Pantera was doing the groove metal thing. It's almost part of this song kind of has that groove metal feel to it. And it's got, it doesn't really get brought up a lot when people talk about great Metallica songs, even from this record. You know, a lot of people prefer Holier than that, Holier than now, and stuff like that. But I mean, which I like that song too. But through the never, this one's aged well. Always sounds good. Just makes you you know knock your head back and forth. Fucking love this song.
1: Yeah, the Black Album is one of those things where a lot of people want to complain about it. But when you go back and actually listen to the non-single tracks of the Black Album, they're all choice tracks there's nothing bad about the black album oh. you know the singles the, the 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 back tracks you know side two, all that stuff man black album rules to me that's what that was my gateway into Metallica so I can't complain
2: gotcha yeah justice was mine although yeah just justice was that was what got well, just, justice was the first new album that was released after I got into them kill em all was my gateway wow yeah but not when it was out like it was years later so, you know, I uh,
1: you know going back to Kill 'Em All, and one thing I've always wanted to look into is the uh, producer on Kill 'Em All is a guy named Paul Curcio,
3: and uh-huh. Paul,
1: Paul Curcio Jr. went to my high school, was in my grade, like we went to high school together, and it was one of those things where he told me that his dad produced Metallica, and I just didn't believe him, and then like <laughs> and, and then like later on in life when I actually like read the liner notes, got a little bit more into it. You know, it's like, oh, shit, your dad really did produce uh, Metallica. And honestly, I think Paul Curcio Sr. has passed away now. I'm not going to Google check that, but I do believe he passed away. But, yeah, man, I remember in high school in Hendersonville, Tennessee, you know, Paul Curcio was there to talk to, and uh, I never did wow. do it, man. Yeah, crazy.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, get me in touch with him so I can do an album's <laughs> Unleashed with him. For you, might, you
1: might need a Ouija board for that, but uh, we, we we can yeah, try it but- out.
2: We tried it with Mark St. John. It didn't work. Um,
1: (laughs) Too soon, man. Too soon.
2: my number three off the master of puppets album is disposable heroes
1: man you cannot go wrong with your list so far i was gonna argue with you but man
2: oh okay well yeah i I didn't pick nothing else matters so don't worry
1: (laughs) which is uh if you look at spotify which is like their number one most downloaded song
2: disposable heroes
1: no 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 nothing else matters
2: oh well that really says a lot about the people that listen to music doesn't it? (laughs) right Um, but now this song, I just, God, this song is so killer. And I, I love the fact that it's, um, and like, since you do a lot of new metal stuff on this, I, I really got into this song during the new metal era because there's, you know, the part right right before it really kicks in, they kind of do that half beat thing. Yeah. It almost sounds like a new metal riff right there. (laughs) I swear it does. Wow. Uh,
1: I'll have to, I'll I'll, I'll listen to it again and think about that and I'll, I'll get back to you on that one.
2: Well, it's, or it just sounds like something from that era maybe, but you know, and then it speeds up, but it's just, I don't know, it just the thing about Metallica and all that stuff is they just, they do all these transitions and songs. You never know what's going to come next and the, you can't be bored listening to any of these songs because like, they change so much, but yeah, Disposable Heroes is just, it's a just, can't miss track. I never skip it if it ever comes on my shuffle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so disposable heroes off of Master of Puppets. Chris Sinzak's top three Metallica track. We'll be right back. Chris, what do you got for number two
2: okay so this is this one's a bit of an obvious choice but uh, even though it's played all to hell you can't deny it's just an absolute masterpiece can you guess what it's gonna be one yes is it really yeah there you go yeah you, you I mean even though I've heard this song a bazillion times if you listen to it from start to finish it's just it's just uh it's just a masterclass in how to do a song. I mean, just so many different waves of emotions. The lyrics are are just incredible. Just, even the videos. I remember when that I remember watching the world premiere of this video when it came out cuz everybody in my school was like Metallica's actually doing a video cuz they were big anti MTV mm-hmm. all all before that. And I remember watching it and the video's very disturbing, you know. They the from the Johnny Got His Gun movie, which don't bother watching that movie cuz it sucks. Um, <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. The the what they what the pieces they took and made into a music video is all you really need to see of that film because it's just not a good movie. But um. But the just the story behind it about a guy basically getting all his limbs blown off in a war and you know he's just sitting there on the gurney just struggling to fucking live and it's just it's a, such a heavy it's a heavy song in subject matter and in playing and it's it, I can I can never hear this song too much. I was totally happy when they did it live. It's just I don't know. It's just an incredible song. I mean, has it? Have you gotten burnout from this song?
1: No, I don't think I have. And it's it's not one that I maybe go back to all the time. So when I do hear it, it's still kind of fresh. It's not something that's just in my constant rotation. So if I hear it in a you know, certain circumstances, I remember. Man, this has probably been twenty twenty five years ago. It was uh it was Thanksgiving Day in Nashville. And this was still KDf like 103 Kdf when that was a thing and we had the, the I guess the the programmers let the DJs play whatever they wanted and I remember they played one that day and I remember it just blew my mind that they were playing not only Metallica but one on the radio and it was it was so crazy to hear and and I still to this day can I can listen to one all day long it's it's not gonna get old to me
2: yeah that's Everybody, I mean, obviously, I wish there was a little bit more bass in the mix, but you know, <laughs> right. not much we can do about that now. Um, we but, can talk. Yeah.
1: To, we can talk to Toby Wright at the Rock and Pod Expo once again about where the hell is the bass on Injustice for All?
2: Yeah, he's got a great story about <laughs> having to mix that record and wanting to, <laughs> wanting to pull his hair out. And Toby's bald now, by the way, so that should tell you enough.
1: That's why there's no bass on it. Yeah, actually, that's probably one of the. uh, the biggest stories to come out of the Rock and Pod Expo was my interview with Toby Wright, him wanting to remix Injustice for All. So there you go.
2: Oh, I wish he would. I, I would. It would be cool to hear. It. I'm, I'm sure you've heard Justice for Jason.
1: I have, but Injustice for Jason is is someone else playing bass on Injustice right. for All. So it's like it's close, but there's it's not the same. I think there are some yeah. people that try to dig out the bass on that and try to try to pump it up a few dBs. But if you watch the one video. And you listen to the song, it cuts to Jason playing bass, and he's playing yeah. like these bass lines that you've never ever heard in your whole life. Like it's it's insane to watch him play one along with one, and you're like, I don't know what you're doing there, Jason. I've never heard that in my life.
2: Yeah, the uh, the injustice for Jason is kind of the equivalent of fan fiction.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, here's one off of Injustice for All. And uh, we will be back with Chris's top Metallica song momentarily. my bro We got Chris Sinzak of the Decibel Geek Podcast, Rock and Pod Expo, on the line. And uh, before we get into Chris's number one Metallica song, let's get into a little bit more of uh, how you can get in touch with the uh, Rock and Pod Expo, how to buy your tickets and all that good stuff. So, Chris, one more time, how do you get tickets to the Rock and Pod Expo?
2: You just go to rockinpod.com, R-O-C-K, the letter N, P-O-D.com, Go to the tab that says ticketing and you can just pick your thing from there. We've got early bird admission, general admission. We've got VIP passes to get you a little bit extra. So there's all that. There's also a link to, to buy tickets to the pre-party concert the night before. And all, like I said, you can click the venue tab, book your hotel room, stay on site the whole weekend. And uh, yeah, that's that's for just rockinpod.com is where you can kind of get all your info for everything.
1: Fantastic. And you also had some also-rans on the uh, Metallica list. So what do you got there?
2: I do. Uh, so the ones that almost made the list uh, from Death Magnetic, All Nightmare Long almost made my list. I love that song. Uh, Ju- the Judas Kiss almost made my list. Blackened, The, short- the Shortest Straw, Battery, of course, Master of Puppets. <laughs> and here's an oddball, Escape. Even though James hates it, I love it. Um, Creeping Death and Whiplash.
1: Yeah, I do believe "Escape" is like James's least favorite Metallica song because that was the one song that they uh, they were told to write a hit, and they they wrote "Escape."
2: Yeah, I think it's a great song though. I'm, I I I disagree with James on it. I think I wish they would play it live more often.
1: Yeah, I think they played it live one time.
2: Yeah, they did it. at, Was it the Orion Fest?
1: Something like that. Yeah, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. and he he even when he introed the song, he was just like. I guess we have to do this one.
1: <laughs> no, it's <that's> a good song, <laughs> man. I I like all of that early stuff. So uh, so what do you got for number 1?
2: Okay, my number 1 and this has been my number 1 Metallica song since I first heard Kill 'em All, probably 1987-88. And um yeah, it's never changed. Uh, no matter what they've released since and going through the back catalog, this will always be my number 1 Metallica song. It's The Four Horsemen.
1: All right, Chris Sinzak, well, thanks for coming on, and thank you uh, thank you for putting out the Decibel Geek podcast each and every week. I do appreciate that. Uh, we'll see you Rockin' Pod Expo in August and all that good stuff. So thanks for coming on the show, man.
2: Thanks for having me. I'll see you in August, buddy.
1: All right, cool. So Chris Sinzak's number one Metallica song, The Four Horsemen, and I will talk to you guys momentarily. Huge thank you to Chris Senzak for coming on the show. Thank you guys for listening each and every week. Obviously, if you want to help out the podcast monetarily, make sure to head over to patreon.com slash talk to me. Choose a tier and you will be uh, much appreciated by me. If you want to get a talk to me t-shirt, make sure to hit the show notes in the bottom of your podcast browser and click those links or a PayPal donation. That's always great too. So for the Talk To Me podcast, I am Josh Matumi and I will talk to you guys next Thursday.